Welcome to Disrupting Business Process Management, a podcast brought to you by Flowforma, where in every episode we interview thought leaders or one of our own customers and ask them about their digital transformation journey to a paperless office. James Morgan from Costain, Skanska and Balfour Beatty Joint Ventures is here to talk about the main challenges they faced before automating processes and how going digital provided them with one source of truth, full traceability and standardised processes. Sarah Holmes, Territory Manager of Flowforma, will be the host of today's webinar. Thanks very much for the lovely introductions. So yeah, we're going to have a case study spotlight with James Morgan, the IT Manager of the A14 Joint Venture. Hi James, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, hi Sarah. And so, James, we may just start with the first question. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the A14 project and your role there? Yeah, the A14 is a uh, road scheme for Highways England, probably the biggest in the UK at the moment. Um, around about 31 kilometres of road, some of it's uh, brand new road, and some of it's existing road that's going to be widened. Um, I am the IT manager on that, so responsible for bringing in all the systems, management systems and so forth, for enabling the guys to go to work and function and perform their day jobs, basically. Brilliant. Thanks, James. And can I ask, what was the main challenges you were facing before automating your processes? Yeah, so one of the things that's quite interesting, the construction industries are probably a little bit behind the curve when it comes to adoption of IT. So... um, one of the things, one of the main challenges we had was um, predominantly the use of spreadsheets and paper-based processes. So um, an example of that would be someone going out on site and performing an inspection. It would be very much a paper-based, print the document out, take it out on site, um, fill it in, complete it, then bring it back. And literally things sitting on top of filing cabinets until Dr. Control came along, picked them up and then scanned them. So it's kind of trying to remove that manual process where stuff tends to go missing and you have kind of inaccuracies in data as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I imagine the lack of transparency or misplaced paper forms could potentially be the big issue when it comes to audits on such projects. Yeah, as you imagine, obviously, a lot of what we do is uh, governed by rules and regulations around health and safety. So um, being able to demonstrate things like inspections and permits and so forth have been issued correctly, the data in that permit is correct. Um, and be able to show that and in some of these cases we'll need to retain that information for 70 odd plus years. So accuracy of data and being able to put your hands on something straight away without filing or shifting through a file of paperwork is obviously um, key to what we do. And James, was it a goal of yours that you would become self-sufficient in creating and maintaining like such process flows? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got, um, we have a management system that has probably around about 400 um, forms on there that, in processes that need to be adhered to. Um, quite keen to remove IT as the kind of bottleneck for automating those forms, which is why we were looking for a, a solution that meant, you know, within the business, we can pass that ownership back to the business and they can control those processes and start to build them and expand them and adopt them as they need to over time. And James, once you became familiar with Flowforma BPM, how long did it take you to start delivering new processes? Um, that's an interesting one because obviously it, it was brand new to us as a product. Um, and one of the main reasons for choosing it was the simplicity of it and the lack of coding, that you know, there was no code that we needed to do. Um, the first process probably took me, I suppose, around about a week and a half to actually build, but that was more 
getting my head around the logic and how we need to transpose what's effectively a paper-based document into an electronic automated system. Um, since then, obviously, we've greatly improved. And just to give you a kind of a bit of an example, um, the BA did one last week, which was uh, an ecology site inspection. And that probably took around about an hour and a half from sort of start to finish to build it. Obviously, a little bit wow. of finessing to do on it once it's done, but um, much, much quicker, you know, compared to um, standard SharePoint development or something. You can literally do it sat there with the customer at the time. So, yeah, very, very quick. Brilliant. Brilliant. And I believe you availed of our onboarding program, SureStart. Did you get help with that? And did it help you to get up and running much quicker than doing it by yourself? Uh, yeah, for sure. There would have been a few um, rabbit holes we probably ended up going down without that. So, um, yeah, I think we uh, had one of your chaps over for two days, um, six of us in a room, kind of looking at processes, going through the training manual. Um, and I, I think from that, we kind of gleaned some things straight away that um, I'd been looking at the product for a couple of weeks prior to that, that they made sense and clicked straight away as part of that kind of two-day session. So definitely uh, it was a benefit to do that for sure. And can I ask, James, um, how many resources would have you had attend that session or how many resources do you have at the moment that would help you build out these processes? There were six of us originally that started on that. Um, we're still sitting at six people, I suppose, that are doing it. But what we're doing is kind of finessing what we, we do at present and then um, gradually working out for the business. So I'm working on one at the moment, um, enhancing our materials and plants system, which is a flow process that we've built, and handing that over to um, a kind of like a champion within that function so that they can start to maintain it and expand it themselves. And obviously, we control that by putting that into a UAT environment, and then IT act as the gatekeeper to make sure that everything adheres to standards before it's pushed over to live. Absolutely. And I think a question that might be useful to many people attending today, did you have your processes mapped before you approached Flow Format? So did you have an idea of what they would look like and how you wanted them to look like? Yeah, we've got, um, as I said, we've got the management system. So we've probably got some origin of about 400 or processes that exist at present. Um, we had the kind of big hitters and a bit of a bow wave where we knew people wanted to look at things. and had ideas of what they wanted to do. So in the main, they are paper-based processes that exist that we then transform and automate. Um, but obviously, one of the other things that's come out of the adoption of Flowformer is that it's it's given us the opportunity, because we can do things quicker and without the constraints of IT, to enable us to bring on more processes. So the example I gave earlier around the ecology site inspection wasn't on anybody's radar before. It just happened to come out of a corridor conversation with someone they were complaining about their guys being out on site and the rain and the weather and so forth. And like, well, hang on a minute. We can automate that for you, let them do it on their mobiles, and life becomes a lot easier for all concerned. Absolutely fantastic, yeah. And James, what kind of processes, I know you mentioned the oncology one there, but what kind of other processes are you using Flowforma for? Um, we tend to, it's kind of broadening, really, to be honest. So. I think we were looking at it originally for the big hitters, like I said, the materials requisition process. Um, we run a, a recruitment process for so being able to use it for that, but um, we go right from the kind of complex end down to small. We've now just set up a quick form that enables people to register visitors attending site, which then gets forwarded over to the gateman every day so that the gateman know who's attending site. So quite a broad spectrum, to be honest, from very, very simple, a five-minute job up to the more complex ones that need more 
analysis and structure before they're developed. For sure. And I suppose a key question is, what was the first process that you looked at um, for flow format as a test case? Um, it was kind of a blend of two, really. We were looking at the permit to dig and also um, the recruitment process that we use. We have four subcontractors that manage our recruitment. Um, the one we actually went live with and kind of carried forward as part of that short start process was the uh, recruitment process, which worked very well. I imagine that's uh, relevant to a lot of joint venture projects, so very key one to start with. Um, in the time that you've been using Flowforma, how many processes do you now have live or built within the system? We've got um, 24, but um, there's kind of more coming on a fairly continual basis at the present, to be honest. Um, part of the work we're doing at the moment is to, you know, now that I think we've got a team that are more comfortable with Flowforma as a product and understand what we're doing and understanding what analysis we need to do, we're, we're starting to do more in terms of publicising the product within the project. So I'm kind of expecting that we'll see more and more come back in. Ultimately, we'd love to um, automate all of our processes on the um, management system so that we can improve the consistency of data and reporting and auditing that we can achieve. Absolutely. And you mentioned about um, these flows becoming more consistent. Do you create any of these flows yourself? And did you find Flowforma BPM easy to use? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've created probably around about a dozen of them, I would imagine. So, um, oh, wow. yeah, it's very easy to use. Um, I think one of the things was, uh, as I said earlier on, I mean, I've done a bit of coding in the past. Um, so, it's understanding and learning how Flowforma, you need to present data in the way that you need to position yourself with that logic before you put things into Flowforma. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's very, very straightforward compared to um, trying to code. And I think the beauty of it is, is that you can have that almost immediate engagement with your end user or stroke customer whilst in the middle of doing something. Like it's not the same as having to develop something within a code base and then demo it to them. Absolutely. And was no code a requirement for the system that you needed to implement? Yeah, completely. We, were, um, we looked at quite a number of different systems. Um, one of the things we found, we originally started with an Office 365 environment, environment, so we've got SharePoint online. Um, at the time, I had a SharePoint resource, so we did start to develop certain processes like materials requisition and um, survey requests within SharePoint. But it soon became clear with the number that were hitting us as a, an IT team that we, we couldn't deal with that volume. We would need either more resource and, and the timescales for that sort of development were too protracted. So um, that was one of the things we spent probably a good part of 12 months trying to find a, a low-code solution. Oh, wow. So it was a full year's, like, kind of prerequisite to, like, find a successful <laughs> solution, which is quite quite a long time, yeah, I can imagine. So having selected flow format, how do you find, in terms of time, how long it would take you to create a flow now? depending on obviously the complexity of the, of the process, but typically what would it take? Um, I would say probably man hours or working time, you'd probably be looking at about a day for a sort of a medium complex one. I think the reason being that we've, we've kind of learnt, um, we're in the process of producing a bit of a Bible, so we've got a, a way of doing things within the A14 type of flow form, flow former, so that there's consistency around things like department colours and so forth. And, 
um, reference tables and lists and so forth so that we, we maintain that data integrity. So, yeah, I mean, I think from start to finish, as, as long as the paper-based form exists and the customer has a reasonable understanding of the process they want to um, produce, then I think within a day we can pretty much turn something around now. Absolutely, James, and I think something uh, we would have come across to you before was the fact that you had the UAT environment that you could kind of nearly test and uh, prototype processes uh, before you actually push them to a live environment. Would you say you find that of benefit with the amount of processes coming in on like nearly a weekly basis to build? Is that something you see as a key key piece to the deployment of the processes? Yeah, I mean, obviously, when we originally started, um, we didn't look at the OAT, but I, it soon became clear that we needed that kind of area where we could go and test these things and make sure we were um, doing the right thing and achieving the right objectives. Um, and also, I think part of the strategy is to devolve the responsibility for producing these and the ownership out to the business. So having the ability for them to go and test in an area and develop in an area um, that's obviously going to have no impact on our live environment makes a lot of sense and also it means we have that kind of gatekeeper role where we can assess things and people can go and learn but without any risk of actually doing any damage to our live environment. So yeah, it made, made complete sense. Brilliant. And could you explain in a little bit more detail about maybe one of those specific processes and how you've used SoForma to automate it? So maybe a high value or industry specific type process that you have seen that would actually have a huge turnaround in terms of automating it? Yeah, well, excuse me. I mean, probably one that's a kind of medium complex one doesn't sound particularly difficult, but it does carry quite good value is um, site visits. So we've got um, five, effectively five sections on the job on 31 kilometers of road. Um, and we have a number of people that wish to come and visit, where, whether that's from parent organizations or VIPs. Um, and one of the things that um, the team was struggling with, they were having people arrive on site that have booked visits through sending an email to someone. Um, and obviously, a site visit, you've got briefings that need to be given. We need to make sure people have got PPE. We need to understand what work's going on on that particular site at any given time. Um, and also, we need to balance them out across the section. So, loading up one section with half a dozen visits obviously has a, an impact on their day-to-day -day work, and they're obviously trying to build a road. Um, so we, we had a conversation with the um, site visit admin team and then looked at what they were doing. And we've basically now built a process that using the public forms enables people from outside of the organization to book a site tour. Um, they can also book them internally. And then it gives the ability for the guys to go in using Power BI to look across the entire scheme and see how many visits are going on on any given day um, and then ratify all the information that's come in as part of the request make sure all the resources and you know, people and uh, vans and everything are all lined up so that they can conduct those um, site visits. So although it sounds maybe trivial, it actually can have quite a big impact on the business on the day-to-day -day operations and also has streamlined that process and made it far more efficient for the guys that are dealing with it on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely, James. And would you say then that one key outcome of all that would be the centralization of your data? Yeah, I mean, we've got a bit of a, a mantra and one of our kind of business drivers is um, one source of the truth. So historically, as I said earlier, um, construction, you know, lots of Excel spreadsheets, lots of paper-based forms. Um, you know, people turning up to meetings with, you know, I've reported it in one manner in my Excel spreadsheet and someone else's interpretation may be somewhat different. 
So we were really mm. keen to find a solution whereby we could actually um, have consistency of data and have validation around data so that we can collect that data, centralize it, and then report across multiple systems. So it, it was absolutely fundamental to achieving what we wanted to achieve. Fantastic. And as from your, your background there to the process, we can see you've come a long way in terms of automating all 20 to 24 processes. Um, but do you have bigger plans for process automation in the A14 joint venture? Yeah, I mean, as I said, we've got several hundred processes that we've looked to automate. Um, one of the things we're doing now that I think we're more comfortable flow format, uh, rather than kind of just dealing with the day-to-day -day requests, we're actually doing some analysis around the processes that exist at the moment and what can we do to, you know, which are the high-value high ones, the big hitters, that we can actually introduce some good value into the business by doing this. Um, one of the early ones we've got was the permit to dig, which obviously for the guys to go out and do any work on site, they need to select a um, three-meter space of land that they're going to work on. Um, one of the next things we're going to look at now that we've got that as a semi-automated process is to tie that into our GIS platform so that they can actually go and draw the map of where they're going to dig and remove even more paper. So, yeah, I mean, it, it will continue um, absolutely throughout the life of the project. And that actually leads me nicely onto the next question. Um, how has using Flowforma BPM benefited the A14? Yeah, I mean, um, without trying to repeat myself too much, I think it, it, it's enabling us <laughs> to achieve the, um, the the mantra of um, one source of the truth. So getting that consistent view of data, um, being able to pull that data into a central data warehouse, and we're very, very heavily into Power BI. So again, the use of Flowforma means that we have more consistency in that data. Um, we were scanning several thousand paper-based records a week, and our aim is to obviously reduce that down. That data comes in automatically, feeds up our dot control, and then means we can spend more time focusing on, rather than just housekeeping, actually understanding where we are on the job and achieving the goals and the KPIs that are defined for the job. And in terms of government and uh, governance and compliance, um, that is obviously something you have to report on quite regularly. Is that something you mentioned around the fact that you you can pull that data much more easier? In terms of audits, how often or how easy is it for you to actually pull down that information gathered in your Flowformer processes and feed it to the right people that need to review these audits? Yeah, um, we, as I said, we're very heavily into Power BI. So the beauty of the um, Flowformer system is that we can that data is pretty much immediately available to us in our Power BI reports. Um, an example of that is obviously is, um, as a kind of an industry, we're measured around uh, things like health and safety and accidents and incidents. So um, that data can be displayed straight away within our Power BI system. Um, anything around inspections, it, it's all just available to us without having to wait for someone to either transcribe it from a paper-based form or for it to be scanned and um, scraped into a system. So the efficiencies have just increased for you, which is which is really great to hear. And you mentioned on the permit to dig process and um, people out in the field. So you're using our mobile app, and how has that benefited the processes and the information gathering for yourselves? Yeah, well, it makes a, it makes a big difference. As you can imagine, it's um, a large stretch of road. In some cases, um, it's completely new road. So the guys are working in fields. There's there's very little in terms of infrastructure around there. Um, so 
for them to be able to use a mobile device makes a great deal of difference because otherwise they'd be filling in a paper-based form. They'd have to come back in to either transcribe that information or hand it over to someone else for it to be dealt with. So being able to use something out in the field makes a, a world of difference, makes life a lot easier. Um, and we do a lot of inspections, so even down to um, an example of something which is fairly trivial but makes quite a difference is something like plant standing. So we've got an awful lot of plant on the job. Um, a lot of that's hired in. So one of the efficiencies we can gain is if someone sees a bit of plant, um, they take a picture of it, upload it using a form on flow former, which then goes to the plant manager. And we can investigate within minutes as to why a piece of kit is not being used, you know, has it been there for a long period of time. So the mobile device makes quite a difference. Yeah, absolutely. I can see it's a key part to the needs that you had for a successful solution. And um, I imagine along the, the stretch of road, I know it's, it's, it's several kilometres long, I imagine there wouldn't be Wi-Fi access along all this uh, route. Is offline capability a key piece for you as well around these processes? Yeah, I mean, totally. We, like I said, we're in, in fields, basically, in some places, um, areas not near any kind of level of population. So, um, realistically, we're not in a position to be able to um, pump Wi-Fi all around the job. Um, so, the ability for the guys to go out on site and be able to be able to complete a process while they're out in the field um, without any reliance on the connectivity makes a, a lot of difference. Um, we did some surveys beforehand, like I said, 30 odd kilometres of road. Um, we looked at it from a 3G, 4G point of view. In most cases, it seems fine, um, but you can't guarantee it, and it can be impacted by a number of factors. So just knowing that they can still go and complete that information, regardless of what's going on around them, makes a world of difference. Brilliant. No, that's great, James. For the next question we have there would be, could you walk us through a day in a life of how Flowforma BPM is being used and the efficiencies you've achieved? I know you mentioned a couple there, but maybe if you could just take the top couple that will come to mind around Flowforma and, and what you've been able to achieve with this. Uh, a good example of that would be the um, resourcing flow that we've developed. Um, you're looking at people that maybe need to bring in a ganger or a carpenter or someone to go out on the scheme and, and do some work. Um, that would either have done be done previously by someone completing a paper-based form and having to achieve sign-off by finding someone leaving it on a desk um, <clears throat> or over the phone. Um, one of the big differences that we've made by using Flowformer is we now have visibility of that process end-to-end. -end. So if, if someone wants to order a carpenter or get a carpenter on site, the ability for them to um, just fill in a form, which then goes off immediately for authorization to a works manager. Um, that works manager can approve it within minutes, and then we can see how long that process takes from end to end for it to be resourced. We don't have the thing where um, you know someone completes that form and then leaves it on someone's desk to be signed off, not realizing that guy's on holiday for a period of time, so the form doesn't get signed off and things get delayed. So it's improved that whole flow, that whole process from the way that they go and recruit staff and gives us a measure of how effective we are and where the delays are. So being able to identify, you know, are we struggling to resource the people? Are we struggling because it's not getting approved quick enough? Are they raising them at the right time? So it gives us that visibility that we wouldn't ordinarily have with a paper-based process. For sure. And James, I imagine as it's a joint venture between three different huge players in the construction industry, there's a lot of um, 
uncertainty of what system to use, like they all have their own systems bringing to, to the field, so to speak. So has one tool like Cypherma helped to standardize and collaborate amongst all parties on a joint venture? Yeah, I mean, the beauty of it is it enables us to, um, because we, we have confidence in the data we're collecting and capturing, we can now um, offer that data out via our Power BI reporting without any problem. Um, it, it just makes life a, a lot easier in terms of handing over that, that data to the guys as and when we need to. Definitely, definitely. And um, as, I, as I was saying earlier, the, the different parties would have different preferred vendors. But what was it that made you choose Flowform at BPM then? And did you have any main uh, vendors you looked at and why were we differentiated against them? Yeah, as I said, um, sadly, for reasons of day-to-day -day work, it took us quite a long time to um, find the ultimate solution we were going to use. But we, we did look at several other market leaders. We looked at... Um, Nintex and K2, um, from our point of view of what we were looking to do, they were kind of cost prohibitive. And plus, we kind of felt as a team that we weren't really going down that no-code route. We were still going to need quite a lot of um, influence and support from IT as a team, which we were a small team, so we didn't want to pursue that. Um, we looked at um, Power Apps, which, Again, it didn't really fit the bill. Yes, there were certain features that were quite good, but once we dived down to a bit more um, to achieve what we wanted to achieve, it became fairly evident we were going to need to have skills around accessing APIs and probably doing a bit of Java and so forth, which, again, just didn't really fit the bill. Um, we did look at a couple of other um, solutions that were reported to be no-code, but... Um, they seem to be very much in their infancy and didn't have some of the you know, features and requirements that we needed. I think we had some of the region of about 60 kind of requirement statements that we were looking to satisfy as part of that um, selection process. And, and, and of course, ultimately, oh, sorry, James, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's ultimately why we um, ended up with uh, Flowformer as a product. Absolutely. And from what I understand, you had Microsoft Office 365 already. So I presume that would have played a big role in what you chose, and not only just the no-code, but obviously the platform that it would sit on. Yeah, completely. I mean, our, our environment is 100% uh, cloud-based. So the, the mantra from day one was we, we want no physical tin on site. Um, so yes, we went with an Office 365 tenancy. All of my user base are kind of enabled on that Office 365 um, and we were keen to maintain that kind of single sign-on and that familiarity with the environment as well which obviously Flowformer brings. That's fantastic James. Look thanks a million for answering these questions with us today and um, um, it's been a pleasure. Okay so you've been listening to James Morgan and Sarah Holmes Thank you all for joining us. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at info at or fill out the contact us form on our website, flowforma.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter or YouTube.